This is Stuff Should Know. Howdy, folks! This is This Week at OSU. I'm Carson, and I'm here with a lot of the podcasting staff here at uh, the Stuff OSU Should Know. And this is going to be a very special episode because it is our 100th homecoming celebration. So we're all here to tell you all about the winners, how to deal with stuff after homecoming, the stress, and also, of course, everyone's favorite, Student of the Week. Let's get into it. All right, first up, we have Garrett here, and he's going to talk about kind of the history of homecoming and how it came to be and how we got to this point as a school. Garrett? Yeah, so um, OSU football has been around for like 120 years, but this is our 100th celebration of homecoming. Um, Homecoming is where you invite back, you know, past alumni to a football game and a celebration I guess, honor the university and its history. OSU's homecoming was actually, they. it started as the Harvest Carnival in Stillwater. And um, in 1920, OSU invited back alumni for the first time. And um, it happened the same weekend as the Harvest Carnival. And as a result, um, OSU, the next year, invited back the alumni again for another homecoming and sort of absorbed the Harvest Carnival into OSU's tradition and is now common to common to. It's now part of OSU's homecoming to have the parade and all the events that were at the carnival, including homecoming court, which also started with the carnival. Um, over the years, it evolved. Um, in the twenties, um, sororities started decorating their doors, which eventually evolved into the modern house deck that is so popular and that um, OSU is so famous for. Huh. Okay. So pomping literally started with just doors. It did. It was just the doors. Um, they would decorate them, you know, paint them, put you know tissue paper all over them, and um, eventually the frat started to partner up with them because everyone wanted action of homecoming. Of course. And it sort of exploded into the massive um, deal that it is. Huh. Well, that's probably why we do consider ourselves having the biggest homecoming is because it used to be a freaking carnival. It used to be tiny. It was it was a carnival, and it wasn't even a very old carnival. It had only been going for a couple of years before we absorbed it. Huh. And so everything just kind of grew off of each other, and now we have 80,000 people coming to see homecoming every single year. Oh, that's still insane. This, technically, this isn't 100 years of homecoming, right? No, it's not. Um, so we've had, since the, um, since the first OSU homecoming, OSU has only missed two homecomings. Um, they did not celebrate one in 1943 because of World War II. And then they also missed it last year in 2020 because of the global pandemic. Um, those are the only two things that have ever stopped the Cowboys from having their almighty homecoming. But, you know, technically we could still call it the 100th celebration. Right. It's the 100th celebration. Which is still pretty cool. Still has the same thing. That's real. Thank you for sharing, Garrett. Um, no problem. I think next up we have our winners and kind of like the results of this homecoming and kind of how it all went down. So so with all the festivities of homecoming, we come to the biggest part of the weekend, which is usually the homecoming football game. And this year, OSU played Kansas. So what did that score turn out like? So OSU absolutely trounced Kansas. They won 55-3 to finish off. At the half, they were up 38 to nothing which is unusual for OSU because the rest of the season they had never scored more than 32 points in a game and were up by 38 at the half. It should also be noted that in the OU-Kansas game at the halftime, Kansas was up 10-0. to Meaning Bedlam this year could potentially turn out really well for the Cowboys. 
I say it could, it will. It should. It will. It has to. After a big cowboy win on Saturday, we also had our Greek community participate in some football. We had the women of Alpha Chi Omega and the men of Alpha Gamma Rho come out on top with our runner-up being Kappa Kappa Gamma and Farmhouse. So what makes them win in this scenario? Like, what is it? Are there points tallied? So for Football Frenzy, there's two brackets. There's a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. So they continue to play, and the more games you win, the further you move on throughout the brackets. And at the end, these um, four houses got to play each other in Boone Pickens Stadium to see who the winner would be. So how do they get more points? Like, is it just that you win? Like, you get the most points, or is there other stuff? Yeah, they play a game of flag football, and so it's like a whole tournament, and these two ended up going all the way, and that's why they got to play in Boone Pickens last Sunday. And this would also help towards um, their points for the sweepstakes of the homecoming award. Another thing that helps with points for sweepstakes is winning house deck. And house deck is like all of the pumping decks that you see in front of the frat houses. So the pairing that came in first this year was Kappa Kappa Gamma and Farmhouse. Is this usual? Like, is there normally a different team each year that wins? No, actually, um, in the last eight, in the last 10 years, eight of them, Alpha Gamma Rho came out on top. So it was a shocking surprise when they were not on top this year, but it was very well-deserved as Farmhouse and Kappa Kappa Gamma put out a beautiful deck. Alpha Gamma Rho actually came in third along with Alpha Chi Omega, and in second we had Kappa Alpha Theta and Sigma Phi Epsilon. This brings us to our sweepstakes. So sweepstakes is determined by all of the Greek life points being added up, and points come from Frenzy, points come from Spirit Points, points come from House Decks, and everything is just mixed together. The pairings that ended up on top for Greek life sweepstakes was Kappa Kappa Gamma and Farmhouse in first, Alpha Chi Omega and Alpha Gamma Rho in second, and Pi Beta Phi and Sigma Chi in third. So along with sweepstakes and all the Greek competitions, we also had a lot of work go into Frenzy and House Decks and all of the Spirit Points. And so a lot of that work is called pumping. So essentially <laughs> pumping is whenever the decks are laid out. And so you take a pencil, tissue paper, and you put the tissue paper with the pencil through chicken wire. You lay a whole lot of glue on the chicken wire and just get that tissue to stick. And most of the time there's homecoming directors within Greek life it will tell you where to pump, you'll have symbols of what colors to pump. And at the end of it, it's like a big puzzle. And most of the time, underclassmen aren't told what they're pumping and what the picture is supposed to be because they don't want it getting out because the competition is taken so seriously for winning homecoming. But essentially for the Greek life community, most kids who are pumping just go in, get their hours and put tissue paper with pencil through chicken wire. Sounds tedious. It's definitely tedious for a while. However, it is relaxing once you get used to it. So with pumping, is that something that you just do during the week or when homecoming comes closer, do you have to pump more often? So there's both. So you have set hours for most houses. It differentiates between each ones. But for certain houses, it's about 20 hours for every two weeks or 12 hours every week. And it also depends on your grade or how many hours you're involved in with other things during school hours. Um, for me personally, I had reduced hours because I work 
So I had about seven hours that I had to do pumping. Um, and you have to do that from either the beginning of the week to the end of the week. And those times differentiate between each Greek house. Um, and then we also have upcoming two homecoming. We have the days before, which is um, all night pump referred to in the Greek community, in which you have maybe some weird hours that you have to pump. And But it's really fun, honestly, because you get to hang out with a lot more people that you don't normally hang out with in the pumping room because most people are supposed to be there. And it's a really good community, like, bonding experience to be able to see everyone, especially at weird hours. And everyone's tired, but everyone's really excited because the next day is homecoming and is walk around, and you get to show your parents and your friends and your family all that you've done. Now, with All Night Pump, do you feel like you experienced the, quote, homecoming hangover, having to stay up and work hard? Um, to say the least. I think not even just that night, but all of the pumping leading up to that could count as a hangover. Um, Would you say it didn't hit you until Sunday after all of the homecoming festivities died down? Um, for me personally, definitely hit at homecoming. <laughs> but the hype honestly took over and you kind of forget for a little bit. But to say the least, walking to class on Monday was hard. All right, and on top of everything, the homecoming hangover was not just for those who participate in Greek life. Across campus, uh, teachers have had mixed opinions on how to handle uh, coursework during the week of homecoming, as some were canceling classes on Thursday and Friday, while others were giving their biggest exams of the semester. Aside from the professors and Greek life members on the campus, all of the other student body was also quite burnt out from the week of festivities. And since Halloween fell directly afterwards, the majority of students on campus chose not to go out on Halloween and instead stay in and recover from the week. So on top of all of Greek life participating in extra activities around homecoming, so does the rest of the school in their individual clubs. So here's some highlights of the winners for the rest of the competitions for non-Greek life members. So for Football Frenzy, the top two were RUF and Seat Student Council in first and second place respectively. So for the sign competition, first place went to Omega Phi Alpha and Phi Kappa Sigma, which while sounding like Greek life is actually an independent organization. Um, in second place was the Global Scholars Living Learning Program. And in third place were the Flying Aggies. For residential life in the sign competition, first place was Stout Hall, second place went to Bennett Hall, and third to the University Commons. So one of the other big parts of homecoming is a homecoming parade that always happens on Saturday morning. Some of the winners of the parade included Henrietta High School in first place in the band competition. Um, as far as student organizations go, first place float went to the Dairy Science Club. Second place went to Sigma Phi Lambda and Theta Chi. And third place went to Omega Phi Alpha and Phi Kappa Sigma. And for residential life floats, first place went to Stout Hall, second to Bennett Hall, and third to the Villages. This year's homecoming king and queen were Parker Smith and Amory Griffith, and they were honored at the dying of the fountain on the first day of homecoming celebrations. The final award goes to most spirited college during the homecoming season, and that award went to the College of Engineering, Architecture, and Technology, also known as SEAT. And lastly, we have Student of the Week, or should I say Future Student of the Week. This guy needs no introduction. It's... Warren! He, this little guy is from Pistol Pete's Partners, and he was there on at halftime with Pistol Pete, and he was given the mic, and he just went off. 
He is a super fan, and we are all here for it. We hope that he gets a full ride to this school because, honestly, he was hype. Warren, keep doing what you're doing, and hopefully we'll see you in a couple years whenever you're old enough. This has been This Week at OSU. I'm Carson. This is everyone else. Say hi. Bye. 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 And we'll see you when we see you. I don't know. Maybe next week. (laughs) 